Welcome to another covenant conversation. Per usual, I will be praying us in, then we will be discussing what God has just deposited on the inside of us, and then we're going to go from there. So we hope that you're engaging on today and that you're ready to receive from the Lord. Let us pray. Dear God, I just thank you for today. And I thank you for waking us up and getting us started, God, um, on this day. Well, as we are halfway through the day, we just thank you for another opportunity to live life and to live it abundantly, not having to exist from day to day, not having to lean to our own understanding, but truly being able to walk by faith, trusting, Lord God, that you are leading, guiding, and directing us every step of the way. As we navigate new territories in each new day, we thank you, Lord God, that um, we don't have to lean to our own un understanding, God. We thank you that um, we don't have to be burdened, stressed, or worried trying to figure it out, but instead we can live freely just resting in your grace and knowing that greater is he that is within us than he that is in this world. So God, as we continue to go, grow, and glow in this life, I ask that um, we continue to feel your presence and press deeper into your presence, God, mm -hmm. and acknowledge the power in the now. Please forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed against you, whether it was knowingly or unknowingly, willingly and unwillingly. And like my uh, one of my sisters said to me earlier today, God, we ask that you give us heavenly blueprints as we continue to walk this journey we call life. So I thank you that as you sit in the midst of this conversation, Holy Spirit, we welcome you to have complete and divine control where you can think through our minds and speak through our lips and give us the tongue of the learned. God, we just want to glorify you. You. We want to be good and we want to continue to grow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, guys. So this is what our conversation on today will be about. Um, I have recently just been going through this season of growth. I think that we talk about this all the time. And I think that, you know, growth is a constant thing, just like change. It's inevitable. It's always going to happen. And so in my personal life, what this has been looking like, I think that I shared this on a previous conversation. I don't know. But one of the things that um, during one of our off camera conversations that Dana was, I guess, encouraging me and even sharing with me while I was thinking or experiencing what I thought was warfare, but was actually growth um, by God is that one of the things that she said to me is like, you cannot do on this new level, you cannot fight on this new level how you once operated on the last level. And so that got me to really seeking God, like, you know, God, how am I supposed to operate on this new level? Like, what does this new level look like? And God pretty much just started downloading and revealing to me because the month of July was just like very like developmental for me. And it didn't feel good. Um, it wasn't necessarily easy, but I knew that it was necessary. And so now that we get into the month of August, I'm like, you know, God, what does operating in this new space look like? What does navigating this new territory look like and so I just really been seeking him praying studying my word I just kept hearing the spirit of the Lord whisper to me Joshua season Joshua season and Joshua season so I've been reading Joshua um, because I kind of wanted to well I guess because I guess I transitioned transitioned out of Moses season I don't know um, but nevertheless like I knew that when it came to Joshua and um, 
the Israelites, obviously the book of Joshua talks about how they really just go in and possess the land that God has promised them. And that's how the book starts off of like the transitioning of Moses into God rising Joshua up to basically possess the land and take the territory that he promised them, which was Canaan, the promised land. And so I'm just like reading and studying and the more that God, I'm reading and the more that God is ministering to me, he's telling me like, Cassandra, you know, you are in a new space, you are in a new territory and it's an elevated place. So you cannot necessarily, like Dana said, operate in this new space like you did on the last level. And it's just like a job, right? When we are working, whether it's for our businesses, whether it's in corporate America or whatnot, anytime you receive a new position, it has a it's new responsibilities, it's a higher level, more is probably required of you and you need to learn how to navigate in this space and even with the new people on this level and even the conversation has changed. Like I remember when I first entered into this place of I'm gonna say financial wealth and overflow, I, my friend was speaking to me and she was like, you know, wealth is a language. And I didn't know what she meant. I didn't know what she meant by that. But the more that I was exposed to it and the more that I was like, whether it was I was in these rooms or just experiencing it for myself, I'm like, yo, wealth is a language. And it's not just because when you have money, you talk different. But I believe that wealth first begins in a mindset. And so that's another conversation that's neither here nor there. But when we're in different spaces and when we're in elevated territories, there is different dialect that comes with it. There are different mindsets. There are different structures, um, strategies and systems that need to be implemented in order for you to maximize this space. So the title of today's conversation is dun, 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 the stages of elevation. And I think that a lot of times we don't necessarily know that we have entered into a place of elevation or what can get us to that place. So whether you are already in this elevated place and you're trying to learn how to navigate in this new territory or whether you are praying and fasting and believing, asking God to enlarge your territory, asking God, you know, hitting up or sending up the prayer of Jabaz, um, and asking God to increase you and you're praying for overflow and you're believing God for your harvest season. We we do all these things not knowing that there's a preparation before the release of every promise. And of course, when you read Joshua, you will know that as well. So I want to talk to the person who is praying for certain things and um, God is preparing you for certain things so that when you walk into these things, you are ready and it doesn't take you by surprise because you are more prepared and then i also want to talk to that person who's already there you're in the midst of your elevation or you're in this new space and you're kind of trying to kind of feel uncomfortable and you're trying to figure out like how do i navigate this new territory and so when it comes to the stages of elevation i kind of really want to just dive right into it and give it to you so i believe that there are three stages of elevation and those three stages are one, humility. Two, exhaustion. So that's when you are actually exalted. And then, sorry, let me find out my notes because I was trying to go off the top of my head. But how about I just give it to you guys? How God gave it to me a couple weeks ago. And then number three is to cash or cares, right? And I think I'm like in stage number three. And so humble yourself. We know what, what humility is. I feel like we talk about that a lot. So I'm going to really more so be focused on Number two, which is to be exalted, to be elevated, to enter into the state of elevation. And the foundational scripture that I have that God kind of um, gave me all of this is found in First Peter chapter five, verse number six through seven. And it reads, 
Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And so a lot of times we enter in this, into this place of humility, like we're humbling ourselves, we're seeking God's face first, we're listening, we're obeying. And then because of our obedience or because of our humility, because of our seeking, we have entered into this place that we have pre prepared for, or that we have prayed for, that we have fasted for, that God has promised us because we genuinely just had a heart to do God's work, to serve his people, to be excellent, no matter what that is is because um, a lot of times myself and Dana also talk about, you know, giving in everything, not just in your tithes and offering, um, but in your service, in your love, in your work efforts. When the scripture says give out of the abundance of your heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, because God loves a cheerful giver. When you enter into that place of humility, when you enter into that place of surrenderance, when you enter into that place of living abundantly and cheerfully, um, because it says, you know, to not give sparingly, but bountifully. That's the scripture that's before that one. We want to make sure that like, because we have entered into this place of humility, we need to know that like the scripture says, like after you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you in due time. So due time means that in God's timing, in God's season, when you will be exalted. And so when once you're exalted, like what does this look like? And even somebody was just literally DMing me right before today's uh, Facebook Live talking about, how they have are operating in this new space they're back at work they're doing uh their corporate job they're um still trying to balance their entrepreneurial endeavors that they were able to really launch out during this time they're trying to write a book like they have so many different things that have happened that they were in this preparation or i guess like breeding ground during the quarantine then now that outside has opened back up and that they are operating in their new normal they're still trying to figure it out and they are kind of struggling and so i literally told them like hey i think today's conversation is going to minister to you and encourage you and help you along your journey um and so i hope you're alive i hope you're on here or able to watch the rebroadcast but a lot of people are feeling like that right now a lot of people are feeling like you know how do i navigate this new territory of my new normal like i wish COVID was over i wish i can go back to the old way that things were but we would we can never go back like we can only move forward and so now that we are moving forward now we're that we're in this new space, now that we're in this new territory, how do we navigate it effectively and efficiently? And so I wrote down five things that I kind of wanted to share, but before I do, I definitely want to open up the floor and allow Dana to speak um, pertaining to the topic, because I don't want to just take over the entire conversation. You can go with your floor. Okay, cool. So um, one of the things that God really ministered to me when I was like trying to, when I was telling God, I was like, God, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I don't know why, like I'm feeling stressed out and I just don't feel like myself. I'm feeling drained and I'm not even, it's taking a lot of energy out of me to just do the bare minimum. And this is not my norm. So what is this God? What's going on? Do I need to be fasting? Like, I don't understand what's happening. And that's when, of course, he revealed to me, like, sometimes you're just on a new level and you just need to learn how to navigate in this space. And the illustration that God gave me, and this was literally God because I was sitting on my floor doing my one-on-one -on -one time in devotion with God. And he literally spoke to me. It was like, Cassandra, when you enter into new seasons, when you enter into elevated spaces and territories, it's just like when a new a person moves into a new house or move into a new apartment. They 
think you can plan all you want you can hire all the help that you want you can hire people to pack up your apartment or house you can pack i mean pay movers you can pay people to unpack everything but at the end of the day once you get in this new once you get in this new place there's still work to be done and just because you're in this new place of getting familiar with your new house or apartment um unpacking getting everything set and you know you're super excited but it's also kind of like this burden attached to, to the blessing because you you're overwhelmed because just because you move to a new house doesn't mean that life stops Right. So you got a new house, but that doesn't mean that even if you take off work, eventually you have to go back to work just because you're in a new neighborhood. And of course, you want to explore so that you can get familiar. That doesn't mean that ministry stops. Of course, you still have to go to church or of course, you still have to do whatever God is calling you to do um, just because you're moving into a new house and you, you get acclimated into the new environment doesn't mean that you bill stop. Right. So responsibilities, whether it is us being a parent, whether it is us having mentees and or friendships or whatever it is like just because our priorities shift that doesn't mean the other responsibilities don't still need to be managed so what god gave me of course is what i want to share with you today so obviously after like i said there's three stages of elevation and this is step two which is to be exalted the elevation um, which requires you to learn how to navigate in this new space so the first thing the first step that we need to do once we are in this new space once we are in this new territory is to ask ourselves what is the assignment like what is the priority what is the thing that i should be focusing on right now like to help me be able to move forward more efficiently and not feel so burdened and overwhelmed because a lot of times when we're burdened and overwhelmed and stressed out it results in that results in us becoming stagnant and it, it hinders us from being able to move forward because we got so much to do we basically are stressed out and can't do anything so once we identify what the assignment is, what the priority is, what is the first thing that we need to focus on, then we need to go and ask ourselves, OK, what is all what all is required of me to accomplish this thing? Right. And so that can look like a to do list or a laundry list of all the things that you need to do, of all the things that you need to accomplish, of all the things that God has given you to bring forth in this new season within this new territory. Right. Like, um. God said to Joshua is to prepare yourself. So this was even before they got to the Jordan, Joshua had to prepare the Israelites for the next steps that they were going to make, which brings us into step three. So now that I know all of the different, like I know what my priority is, I know what the assignment is because I always want to make it very practical for us. Right. And I know what the to-do list of everything is that is for this particular priority. Now I need to ask myself like, okay, so what are my long-term goals? That's step three. After we get to this place of identifying the long-term goals, like, okay, what is the end goal for me to, and that is necessary for me to accomplish mm -hmm. this assignment. Now, step four is to turn those long-term goals into short-term actionable plans. This is going to help you to remain motivated. This is going to help you to celebrate your small wins, but also to track your progress, right? And so I don't only do this with the big things in life. I also do this with the smaller things in my life i wake up every morning when i'm spending time with god and he pretty much downloads and gives me my um to-do list for the day and so that has helped me to be successful because even if i don't accomplish everything that's on that list 
the fact that I'm able to, at the end of the day, see what I did accomplish, that gives me confidence and encouragement and affirmation. Like, all right, Cassandra, you may not have completed everything that you desired to or that you wanted to, but you still didn't not do anything, right? And so celebrate what you did accomplish instead of focusing on what you didn't. And then I think I said I, I was going to give you five steps. So number three is um, what are your long-term goals? Number four is what are your short-term actionable plans? And then number five is honestly simply just to create a flexible timeline, right? We need to begin that implementation. And obviously, after we create that flexible timeline, we begin. And so that's my number five. Um, and one of the things that God spoke to me when he first gave this to me, I think like two weeks ago, and I've been like living it out. And I feel like I'll, I, I have to start again every day because I'm still trying to find my new rhythm on this level. And I feel like today I got it and I feel so great. And I hope that I can keep it up. But, you know, I give myself grace to grow because God has given me grace to grow. So we have to make sure that while we are navigating these new territories in this space of elevation, that we're also giving ourselves grace to grow, meaning that we won't always be perfect. We won't always get it right. We won't always accomplish everything that we set out to do. But as long as we are consistently progressing and moving forward, that makes God smile. Like as long as we are doing it from a place of humility, with a pure heart and not giving our all, but giving our best, that makes God smile, right? Um, because it says that God loves a cheerful giver. So we're doing it not out of obligation, but looking at it like this is an opportunity to do what it is that God has given me, or this is an opportunity to live in what I've been praying for, right? Or this is an opportunity to prepare for what God has promised me. Um, and so with that being said, I think that a lot of times when God gives us these blueprints from heaven, like these heavenly blueprints or these downloads, and we're always praying for wisdom and insight and instruction to move forward, that we have to realize that God will give us what we pray for. So we need to prepare for it. But once he gives it to us, it doesn't necessarily mean that change will happen overnight. And that's one of the things that God had to tell me, because I was like, after he gave me that clarity and I felt like God was giving me the command to go, I was all in. I was trying to do everything. I was trying to implement everything all at the same time. And then one day I just was feeling overwhelmed because I'm like, I got all this stuff to do. And I feel like every time I'm knocking something off my to-do list, it's staying there. And God literally said to me, Cassandra, change cannot happen overnight, but implementation can begin today. Cheerful giving. God loves a cheerful giving. Cheerful means cheerful, hilarious, happy, excited, prompt to do it, ready. That is what cheerful means. So, um, yeah, because we can do stuff and not want to do it. And some of the stuff that we are doing in this elevated space, it's a blessing and it's encouraging. But we have to remember that um, everything, even in this elevated arena, isn't necessarily we're not necessarily going to like it it's not necessarily going to feel good but sometimes you got to do what you don't want to do in order to get to the part that you do want to do dana kyle that's a word hi courtney hi raymond Coda, good afternoon, beautiful queens. Hey, gorgeous girl. The thing that came to my mind, I don't know, maybe just because I'm not in a 
I don't know, my mindset usually is just different from most people's. I don't mean that in a condescending way, it just is. So when I hear certain things, I don't think of it in the ways that most people do. So when you spoke about elevation in terms of Joshua, when I read Joshua, different things stuck out for me. So it was funny because I was reading Joshua earlier this week and I was laughing straight up because like the first verse of Joshua, God is telling Joshua like, all right, Moses is dead, it's time to go. And I think in another book, he, I'm not sure if it was with Joshua, but I'm, I think it was where he actually, you know, I think it was with Samuel, but when God was like, all right, are you done crying? Are you done mourning? You got work to do because they were crying over their, the loss of their mentor or mentee if it was Samuel. Anyway, and so after God told Joshua, like, all right, Moses is dead, time to go. Everything that you said in terms of him having to prepare the people before they had to even get to the Jordan, he had to give them direct instructions before they even got to the Jordan. And then I think it's just interesting that a lot of people don't talk about this uh, story as much because if you think about it, them at the Jordan was kind of the same miracle as them at the Red Sea in terms of them walking on dry ground, dry land or whatever. Anyway, so it's that that level of elevation was just as grand because now they're going into this promised land and they had to fight numerous tribes and all the things that you mentioned. So it's this extreme elevation that they had to be very meticulously prepared for and instructed for. But the thing that stuck out for me with Joshua is when God told Joshua, as I was in Moses, so I shall be with you. And a lot of times when people think about getting elevated, even in you telling the testimony of your friend and them thinking like, oh, what's my new normal? How am I going to do this? When I hear certain things, it's like, well, number one, you're going to be with God. And if you got that, you trying to come up with the blueprint shouldn't be as difficult because you know you're getting the blueprint from God. And if you are reminded that as you were with, as God was with whoever else before you, because you're not the first to do anything. And even if you are the first to do anything, you're not the first to walk with God. So as God was with whoever before you, so he shall be with you, then you get, you get that level of trust that can lend you ease in that level of humility needed for the level of elevation. And that trust leading to the humility, I think leads to the, the spirit to receive those instructions easier. And one script sermon I heard uh, last year is what I was thinking of when you were talking is that summary, just because you get elevated to a place doesn't mean you're ready for the place. You can have all the instruction you want, still don't mean you're ready for the place. So when I think of people being elevated sometimes, I think of people that get elevated into positions or elevated to levels that they weren't even praying for. So. At least I know that's the case with me in my life. All of my elevation, I've never prayed for. I don't pray for elevation because I don't necessarily want elevation because elevation, with elevation comes more responsibility. With elevation comes, I don't want to say more burdens because the only burden we have is God's and that's light. But it definitely has more responsibility, has more exposure. It leads you to more people you have to deal with. It leads you to more risk of attack, whether it be demonic or just people in their flesh because you're exposed to more people. So I don't be praying for elevation that willingly as others because my motivation for things are usually not with a lot of other people's elevation. Like you were mentioning the blessings and the harvest. My motivation is different. So my elevation looks different. And so I don't necessarily always pray for elevation. And yet I get elevated, right? And so when we get elevated to that next level, whether you pray for it or not, are you ready for that level? Doesn't even just mean, do you have the instruction for it? But it means, do you have the relationship with God for it? So that's what I'm thinking about. 
Straight up. I be wanting to chill all the time because when I get to the new level, I'm like, I don't want this. It's too yeah. much. And then you see yourself getting prepared for the next level. And as you're getting prepared, you're like, I already know it's going to be too much. But do you have the relationship with God for that too much? Because then it won't be too much. So one thing I heard in the sermon that came to mind when you were speaking was this uh, Charmaine Lashley. She had said, don't get to the place, but don't have the power. Oh, my God. And so I'm trying, that's why, I, that's why I went black. I'm going to go get my notes. Yeah, she said, just because you're in the place doesn't mean you're in purpose. So people get elevated. They get new exposure, greater exposure. They get more followers on Instagram. They get more money in the bank from whatever job. They get a higher position in their job. They get a whole bunch of ele what looks like elevation, right? You get what looks like elevation, but you're not in purpose. Or you get what looks like elevation and you're not in power. Mm. So you over here doing what you think is following the blueprint to come up with these instructions, making your long-term, short-term plans, but you're not doing your devotion. You're making your long-term and short-term plans, but you're not reading the Bible. You're looking and getting your perspectives to see, okay, what can I do today? But you ain't called the person that God told you to call today. So you're so worried about your elevation or making the plan and the blueprint for your elevation that you're not worried about your relationship and then you get to that place of elevation because your planning was good you you made good plans so now you get to that place but now you're not in purpose or you get to that place and now you don't got god with you or you get to that place and now you're not empowered so you're not working you're not maximizing like you said cassandra you're not efficient you're not in line with God's will. So you're not doing what you're supposed to actually do at that level that you're now in. So when I hear elevation and terms of preparation for the elevation, when I think about it, I'm thinking about it more spiritually just because I know for me, a lot of my elevation is always spiritual. Always. You get elevated spiritually first, normally. I mean, like in terms of my. And like then it manifests in the natural. Like <laughs> people always say I'd be attacking them. No, I wanted to hold on. I wanted to say no, something. Not, let, me, let me just clarify. When I say spiritually, I mean, what's your motivation? Mm -hmm. Because me, my motivation for elevation is not a new title. My motivation for elevation is not money. My motivation for elevation is not um, being seen. And it's funny because Loon, the rapper Loon, who was under Bad Boy, mm -hmm. who just got um signed, who who just got released from jail or whatever, cage released him, was just on Breakfast Club, and he said something that was deep. He was dropping, they were dropping gems. Even if it's in the natural, you pick up the spiritual gems out of Absolutely. it. And Loon was saying, like, a lot of people, they want fame. So when they get these deals, all they worried about is the fame. So you just want to be seen. But now you got yourself in a bad deal because he was talking about, you know, being under a bad deal and bad boy and the rumors behind that. He's like, so now you got yourself in a bad deal because you wanted to be seen. He was like, I wanted money. So I went there and I got my publishing. I got my publishing rights. I got my master's. So I was worried about that. I wasn't worried about being seen. I was worried about my money. So Loon may not have been that famous, but Loon had his money. Meanwhile, it was other artists under, under Bad Boy that was probably more famous than Loon, but broke than Loon, but more broke than Loon because they got elevated to a place without the purpose for that place. Or they had the wrong purpose and the wrong mindset because they got there thinking about the fame rather than what was actually uh, long-lasting and long-term being the money that could lead to their wealth. So you get to... <laughs> You get to these places of elevation 
check your motivation, first of all, for the elevation, because if you motivated by the wrong thing, once you get to that place, you're going to be motivated by that thing when you get to that place. But then two, after you check your motivation, check your relationship, because you can have the best instructions, the best plans. I mean, straight up, long term, short term, actionable, everything that Cassandra mentioned in her five points today, which were great. But if you get there and you ain't got God, as I was with Moses, so I shall be with you, who cares? So when I say it's spiritual for me, because my motivation for everything I do is spiritual, any elevation for me is spiritual. Like I have no, money's not my motivation. Fame is not, I definitely don't want fame. Fame is not my motivation. These Being seen is not my motivation. So because I have a different mindset and I'm thinking spiritually, my blueprint, my plans, my instructions are how much more time do I need to put in my devotion? How much more time do I need to put in prayer? Okay, let me check my heart because God told me I need to work on this and I haven't been working on that. Those are my long-term and short-terms. I think it's beautiful the intentionality that goes behind the spirituality um, because what Dana, what I believe that Dana just gave is the blueprint and the points uh, or steps that are required in step one, which is humility. And I really because I feel like we talk about that often. I was just like, you know, we can just focus more so on step two, which is the exalt being exalted that comes from God. And I think that Dana talked about a lot of different things. She touched on a lot of different things. One being like self exhaustion, exhaustion. When you're elevated by yourself, by whatever your ambitions are, by your work ethic, because like the scripture says, I believe it's in James, you know, faith without works is dead. And basically the person is like, you know, show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my works. I'm gonna have to read that scripture exactly. But what they're saying is like, it's people every day who are out here blessed or who, who are out here successful, who are out here rich or whatever, living this glamorous life. And they did it and don't believe an ounce in God and Jesus Christ is not their Lord and savior, but their work ethic is crazy. Meaning you can be elevated and you can be a CEO of a fortune $500 company without an ounce of faith. That's, that's not what um, I was speaking to. I was more so speaking to the elevation that comes after the humility, like the scripture that I read in first Peter, where it talks about, you know, humble yourself. And then under the mighty hand of God. And then I believe that Dana gave us clarity of what does that humility look like? What does it entail um, about your prayer life, about the intents of your heart? What are your motivations? Because a lot of times we are like I talked about, we're praying, God, enlarge my ter enlarge my territory. Give me increase, overflow me. And whether that is because you are praying because you want fame or fortune or wealth or riches or you're praying which I believe this is personal. This is a Cassandra belief that anytime you're praying those prayers is not for self gain, but for the furthering of the kingdom of God. And I believe that that is what Dana was saying. Like anytime I'm praying and seeking and fasting and studying my word for downloads or instructions or, you know, to be exalted, whatever it's because I want what, what God, what do you want for my life and how can I be prepared to maximize and expand your kingdom? So her, of course, elevation is coming because she just wants to live out God's will for her life be and do whatever it is that he has called. And because he knows that he can get it through her, the scripture is blessed to be a blessing. But God will not 
if he won't he won't give it to you if he knows that he cannot get it through you. And so I think that Dana more so focused on step one that make sure that when you are exalted, you are prepared because I am a firm believer that God always prepares before he presents, whether you know or think you're ready or not. Um, a lot of times we face these tests and trials for God to show you exactly what you possess, what's on the inside of you or how you can really just rely, depend and rest in him even greater because he will never leave you nor forsake you. Just like she said, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. But you can just say like, if he did it before, he can do it again. That's one of my favorite songs. Um, God is a consistent God. And so just as he was with you on that last level, he will be with you on this next level. So I think that, you know, Dana saying all of those things are like, this is how I get to this place of humbling myself under the mighty hand of God. Then when I get to this new place, this new territory, this elevated space is because God exalted me in due time. I just want to say this because this is heavy on my spirit and because it's one of my pet peeves from this generation, especially, I don't know if it's just because I see it more because of social media, but I wanted to read the scripture from Matthew six twenty one, where it says, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Because I, I think a lot of times when we have these conversations about elevation, I'm not talking about today, but I just mean in general, people don't know that at the root is self-gratifying, mm. self-ambitious. Mm. And you laying up treasures on earth and that ain't going to get you nothing. It ain't going to get you nowhere. And you got to check where your real values are, which goes to the conversation we had last week about approving what is excellent and excellent meaning where real value is. And if your real value is in money, but money for the sake of having money versus money for the sake of furthering the kingdom, then what's the point? So you could say whatever you want, but look at your heart and really check your treasures and where you place in value um, and where your treasures, your heart will be there also. Um, and I wanted to say this one thing from the sermon too, this one line that I had wrote, don't walk in purpose without power. You get to that, you get to the Jordan, they could have got to the Jordan and nothing could have happened. But they got to the Jordan and they walked on dry ground because Joshua had the power because he had the relationship. So you could get elevated. So I was speaking on both steps, both the first step of humility mainly, but two also in the step of elevation, having that the five steps that you gave, like I was well, like I was trying to say, and I don't know if it came out that way, but you can have the steps you want, but if you don't have the power because you don't you didn't successfully do step one of humility, then I don't care how great your instructions are in step two. Mm -hmm. It ain't gonna matter because then you're gonna get to that place and not be uh, maximizing, like Cassandra said, efficient or in the authority and power that God intended you to have at that place of elevation, which means you're gonna feel more stressed. You're gonna, you're not gonna see the results that you should see. You're not gonna have the impact that you could have even though you had great instructions great blueprint, great plans, and you got to that place. So don't get to the place and don't have the power. And you get that power through the authority that you have through Jesus Christ who's seated at the right hand of God. And you would know that if you read your Bible. The power definitely comes through the presence of God. And that's why you got to do all those great things because um, she was talking about Joshua 
and uh can't read and talk let me say this real quick she was talking about joshua uh and them being able to cross the jordan on dry ground because of the power but the the reason why joshua and the israelites were even able to cross the jordan on dry ground and the water stopped um and it was overflowing during that's another word because even in that that chapter it talks about how the jordan overflows during the harvest season but that's another conversation for another day nevertheless when it stopped obviously and they were able to walk on dry ground it's because the levites which were the priests went before them and they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Which represented God's presence. Exactly. I was just about to say, and the Ark of the Covenant represents God's presence. So that's how entering into God's presence presents you with the power. Um, Ramon, one of the hard truths is that we tend not to start our prayer with not my will, but your will, because we really don't mean it. I actually take on the same posture or similar to Jesus because he was kind of like out here like, Yo, God, can you take this cup from me? But nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And so I kind of do that where I'm saying it. But ultimately, whether you start with it or end with it, it needs to be said. And what Dana said, like, yo, check your motivations, but the intent of your heart matter because that's what God is judging. And so are you doing this? Are you praying for this? Are you seeking these things because you want to further God's kingdom? And so that goes to a mindset. And I think that when it comes to that humility, and you're going deeper in God and you're pressing into his presence, um, your mindset shifts into you having a kingdom citizen, like a kingdom mindset, which ultimately helps you to move forward or will push you forward into step two, whether you want it or not. And then what kind of prayer are you praying for elevation? Are you praying for a specific kind of elevation? Because maybe your elevation ain't what God wants for you. So if you're praying like, God, get me into this position at, at the job. Maybe God don't even want you at that job. So you're praying for elevation in a place that you're not even supposed to be in. So like you really need to start these prayers or end them with not my will, but your will be done because you'll be praying for elevation and get elevated all you want and still be completely out of purpose. And then guess what? You're unfulfilled, unhappy, all the other things. Can't have an overflow if you aren't already full. Come on, Raymond, because I give that illustration all the time. My God, be full of the presence of God. Well, it's been 40 minutes. I don't have any further words. I believe that God spoke what he had to say. Oh, well, step three is to cast your cares. I didn't necessarily think that we would be getting to step three anyway, but we talk about casting um, our cares very frequently. To cast means to throw forcefully with all of your might. So when God is saying cast all your cares um, upon him for he cares for you, that means to give God because there there are burdens attached to blessings. However, like Dana said, um, in Matthew 11, I think it's 28 through 30, it talks about how we have to make that great exchange. And so how we get to that great exchange, let me just read that scripture. Uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so there are burdens attached to blessings. There's a back 
a Bishop T.D. Jakes taught a sermon and it was entitled The Backside of a Blessing. However, when we get to this elevated space, when we are exalted, why this is why it says in that first Peter chapter five scripture I read that to cast for cast all your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. Meaning when you get to the burden of the blessing, the backside of the blessing, then you need to make sure that you are casting, you are giving God every stress, worry, problem, anxiety, fear, frustration. You're giving that thing over to him and you're exchanging it for his burden and his yoke, because obviously his burden is uh, his yoke is light and his burden is easy. All right. So I'm going to have or we're going to have Dana pray us out per usual. I feel led to pray the prayer of salvation um, so we can have our close out in prayer and then I will lead the prayer of salvation and we can end with that on today's conversation. Dear God, thank you for another day of life, health and strength, another day above ground when others have not been able to have that same luxury, another day breathing, which means we have another day of purpose another day that you have us on this earth to do your will, to grow as Christians and to be more like Christ so that we can further your kingdom and further your agenda and further your will. So God, we thank you for that opportunity. We thank you for being patient with us as we grow through these opportunities and still walking with us, never leaving us nor forsaking us despite the circumstances, despite the seasons, despite the different levels of elevation that you bring us to. God, as we come into what feels like the close of a season and the entering into a new season, please continue to protect us mentally, physically, and spiritually and give us the wisdom we need to operate in this uh, natural body through this season, but also give us the wisdom we need to operate spiritually as we come into a new season. Transitions always bring growth and change and friction and what can feel uncomfortable and in this transition out of what seems to be the end of one season and into the next might be elevation for some so as we are or as you are elevating those that you deem fit and those that you need to be elevated into positions that you need them to be in, continue to remind them that they need you first and foremost. Continue to remind them that they get the blueprint from your word. Continue to remind them that they walk with you and that as you were with Moses, so you shall be with them. Continue to remind them that they should cast their cares onto you because you care for them. Continue to remind them that you will never leave them nor forsake them. And even if we're not being elevated through this transition, God, continue to help us through this transition as some people are leaving the old season with great loss, whether it be the loss of souls, bodies in this earthly realm, whether it be the loss of a job, the loss of money, the loss of sanity, the loss of homes through eviction, whatever the loss that may have endured, they have may have endured in the last season as we transition into the next. Please provide for them double fold. Please remind them that you are Jehovah Jireh, their provider. Please remind them that you will never leave nor forsake them as well. And as we continue to navigate in the last quarter or last two quarters, last half of this year, this uh, very tumultuous year. Please prepare all of us. Please prepare our hearts, minds, and our spirits for what is needed to come in this next half, this next quarter, this next transition, this next elevation. Please open our hearts, minds, and ears, and spirits to receive, to not only hear, but receive, to not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Please introduce yourselves to people in a new way that they might have a fresh fire ignited in them that they want to get to know you at all. They might get to want to know you deeper. 
they might want to get to know you on an elevated level. Forget about being elevated ourselves. How about we elevate our relationship with you? So help us be elevated in our relationship with you, God, so that we go, dig deeper into knowing you. We dig deeper into your word. We dig deeper into our devotions. We dig deeper into our time with you. We dig deeper into our spiritual nature and die to our flesh and that we dig deeper with you. Let us be more concerned with you than we are with these earthly things. Let us have our treasures built up in the heavens rather than on earth. Let us have our treasures and our values be seen with spiritual eyes and not natural ones. Get to the root, get to the heart, reveal it to those who have not revealed to. Let them be unveiled to their own truth as we continue in this year of unveiling. Be gentle with us as you always are. Be gracious with us as you always are. We thank you for your mercy, your favor, and your grace, and your patience, and your love, most importantly, Lord God. So we thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray and for his sake. Amen. Amen, prayer warrior. All right. So for those... I, I just want to say, I felt that heavy. So people who are listening now or later, whoever you are, you need to elevate your relationship. You worry about the wrong things. That's all you need to be worried about. It's elevating your relationship with God. Which rolls into what I feel very heavy on my spirit is that a lot of people are out here who haven't even confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, meaning that you think that you're living right, but have not even accepted him and welcomed him into your heart. And so just to make sure and just to have that assurance and that confidence that you are able or that you do have that relationship with God, that you um, have welcomed Jesus Christ into your life and acknowledged him and confessed him as your Lord and Savior. Um, and then you do have the helper, which is our Holy, the Holy Spirit to, of course, be the presence of God. Um, while here on earth, as we continue to walk this journey we call life, um, you can just pray this prayer, repeat after me. It's going to be short and sweet and simple, simple, but it's going to be the most powerful prayer that you ever pray in your life. So just repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for my sins. Jesus, thank you for what you did on the cross, for conquering death, hell and the grave. Please forgive me for everything I've ever done to sin against you. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you died and rose just for me. Thank you that when you went to heaven, you sent the Holy Spirit to be my helper, my comforter, and my teacher. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my heart. Fill me until I overflow. I cast out all doubt, fear and questions of uncertainty and i call faith to arise now and i will speak in tongues when i open my mouth to speak in jesus name i pray amen, amen. all right be blessed and encouraged y'all that's all folks follow us on the gram and all that other stuff oh yeah because <laughs> we everywhere instagram covenant conversation YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more Covenant Conversations. So yeah, share with this um, conversation with your friends. All right, that's all for real now. Bye. Bye. Who am I? Am I ready? Am I called?